You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 100. What do you want to know? Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And Sandy, today we're celebrating a milestone for the show, which is 100 episodes. And we are almost, I didn't go look at the date, but we're almost four years, if not exactly four years. Um, by the time we air the show, we're recording it a little bit earlier than we're airing it. I think we are going to be right about four years. That's, Isn't that's that incredible? That's pretty amazing. And you know, when you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, um, and you invited people to send some questions and and call us, um, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. But you did mention that there would be in a, in the celebration chocolate. So I made sure to wow. bring chocolate. So oh, Dave, yum. this is all fair trade and organic dark chocolate with espresso beans. I cannot wait to eat that. If if my son Luke were here, he would say, I would like to eat that guy. Because that's the <laughs> phrase he uses all the time. Oh. And uh, oh, this is going to be really good. There is you it go. acceptable to consume it while you're while you're airing a show? Probably I'm, not. Probably the the <laughs> producer will get upset if we get chocolate on his equipment. I'm sure that the listeners would also love me going mm-hmm. for the next twenty minutes in their in their ears too, as they can't have the chocolate that we have in our hands here. So I wow. will spare you. But thank you, Sandy. That's awesome. I we am uh, have I'm, to celebrate, and we do, we do. You know, Dave. Um, I a lot of people are new listeners. They don't know that you're on the Global Center for Women and Justice board. I am. And when you joined the board, uh, you started kind of planting seeds that we could do a podcast. And it sounded like too big of an idea for me. Um, but you were persistent, and you volunteered your expertise and encouraged me to to sign on to do this and now four years later look at this yeah yeah. we get we get emails and notes and calls from people just recently um marion lily from anchorage alaska wrote and said i started listening to your podcast two months ago and i'm on number 32 and will persevere till i catch up I didn't want to start in the middle. So I feel like, Lillian, when you get to 100, I want you to know that your words were encouraging for me. Awesome. And send us an email when you do. We'd love to hear from you again. And I learned that um, she is a mental health professional. And she actually said, if only I knew about this podcast when you started it, it would have been so helpful. I have written down the resources you mentioned and learned from those as well. Mm. Isn't that great? That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All the way in Anchorage. And I tell you, I haven't been to Anchorage to do any teaching. You know, it's, um, it, 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 thank you for what you said a moment ago, Sandy, you really made me sound far more 
thought through and strategic than this actually was. Yeah. My recollection was that I had been on the board about six or seven months and I didn't feel like I'd contributed in any meaningful way. And um, and you and I just got to talking one day about this. And I was like, wow, what do you think about this? And it was sort of one of those offhanded comments. And then, you know, it turned into a bigger thing. And uh, and I'm just, you know, the, 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 the important thing is, is, you know, where we ended up with it. And I think that that's that's exciting for me to see that um, the work of the center is able to reach out across the state, the country, and the world now through this show, and that's really exciting. That we can get emails from Alaska and and uh, and, and Europe and Asia and all the places that we've received messages from, and you building connections on your travels uh, to all to meet people across the world who've listened to the show. I just think it's uh, it's just it's so. It's so humbling, and, and it's such an honor just to be a small part of that. Well, and another one of our comments um, from a previous podcast that I really enjoyed is from um, Deb Bixler in Indonesia. Oh, I know Debbie. Yeah. 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 And she uh, she listens to the Coaching for Leadership. She listens uh, to the Human Trafficking Podcast, and she actually printed up little business-sized cards to pass out to people in her community wow. because she wanted, uh, when she talked about human trafficking and they would say, well, what do I do here? You start listening to ending human trafficking. Debbie, thank you so much. You are a blessing to us. We so appreciate you helping us get the message out. And she stays up to date. So she'll hear this. She as will. Soon as it's she will. Yeah. I, I've talked to her. Uh, of, oh gosh. At least a couple times a year. It seems like over email or Twitter. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and and then we we do have a few questions. Um, one of our listeners recently from Elana El- Co from the AmeriCorps Path member. She's a human trafficking education specialist, and she tells us, "I was listening to your podcast on community engagement part two, and was wondering if you could tell me." Who or where I can find the illustration about the faucet and the teaspoon? I oh, think it's yeah. a great illustration and would love to share it. So let me tell you, I was reading Ron Sider's book, Good News, Good Works, and I was captivated by his description of the mental health institution in India and in a rural area. And the conversation with the director about how they would assess someone to see if they were sane and could go home. And we think of um, all of the technology that we have here. And if you're in a rural part of India, uh, you don't have access to all of that. So the simplicity of their test was a good lesson for all of us. So I'm really glad that Alana um, asked for this. So I'll tell you what his answer was. And you probably know it by heart, Dave, but um, the director said, it's very easy. We take a bucket outside, put it under the faucet and turn it on. And then we give the patient a teaspoon and ask them to empty the bucket. And if they start emptying the bucket before they turn off the faucet, they get to stay because that is insane. You have to turn off the faucet first, and then you need a drawer full of teaspoons to empty it. But when we look at issues like last podcast, when my husband, Gene Morgan, was here with us about pornography, that is a faucet strategy to end pornography, to reduce people's addiction, 
um, to raise awareness at, at the cost, to mm-hmm. build empathy so that um, viewers of pornography realize these are real people. These are real women, real children, real young, young men. Um, those are faucet strategies, reducing demand. And even um, something simple, a decision to buy fair trade chocolate that I know there's no um, child slavery involved in that. Those are, those are faucet strategies. The teaspoon strategies, we've spent a lot of time on those. The um, rescuing victims, um, advocating for better laws, and the aftercare because it takes usually a couple of years for a victim to really truly feel like a survivor. We've talked so many times on the show about the demand side of the equation, Sandy, and I, I wish I could say before we, we met and I got involved with the board that, I had, that I'd really thought that through, and it seems so logical now, but it is so easy to start scooping the water out of the bucket and not to think about how do we stop the demand in the first place for human trafficking? Yes, by all means, we need to serve survivors and victims and to find good ways to do that. And in addition to that, how do we stop the demand in in the long run for the things that will just pop back up if we don't really address the root demand, the economic issues behind that that are driving a lot of this. And I'm, I'm glad that continues to come up as a theme on our show because I think that mm. really does get to the heart of how do we really address this issue and end it for the world and not just feel good about, you know, one, you know, one situation that, you know, we, we may have had, you know, um, something positive happen, but doesn't ultimately address the demand. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, 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 you know, we talk about the push and the pull factors and the idea that um, poverty and domestic violence are push factors so that when there is demand um, that makes this lucrative, um, the most vulnerable are those who don't have other choices. They don't have an option. And so when, when you're making a decision, Dave, I know you, you analyze everything. You probably draw um, a, a line down the center of the page and say, here's the pros, here's the cons. And there would be a lot, of, a lot to lose. Um, but if you're home, a homeless youth, if you've been running away from abuse in your home, if, if you're living in poverty where uh, you don't know where your next meal is going to come, whether you're living in poverty here in, in the United States or in Africa, or any other country, then when you draw that line down the middle of the paper, um, the possibility that what that guy said is true against an empty an empty column on the other side looks pretty attractive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm so that's one of the things I think I I feel that we've done really well on the show, Sandy, is to really look at that side of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just to talk about the, um, the the reactive things, but to proactively think through how do we really address the demand things. And, and we've spent a lot of time talking about that. And I think that's really good for all of us who are involved in this to really look at both sides of that perspective, not just, just to focus on one area. Oh, well, I'm very grateful for the question about the teaspoon and faucet. Oh, yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. So we have another question here on, you want me to read this one? Yeah. Um, 
So the question is, what is pimping and what is pandering? And we have talked about some of the terminology. Um, in fact, we did a show um, a while back on some of the terminology and the language that we use around mm. human trafficking. So I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but we'll put a link in the show notes for which episode number that is. Um, but uh, but these are terms we certainly hear a lot. So what is the difference, Sandy? And what and what is what are the distinctions between those? And then what are the definitions of those? A, a good way to um, understand the laws, because pimping and pandering is is a charge that is made against um, someone. And in California, the sentence is three years. So is the is the language together? Yes, pimping and pandering. Pimping okay, and, and it's pandering. a legal. Term legal in this terms. case. Okay, and, good and to know. I always go to Act Now CA, Act Now California, actnowca.com, where um, the law enforcement training is housed here. And Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force designed that website, put all of that information. So if you're in California, then all of the California penal codes and the numbers. But I didn't put the numbers down here because people are listening in Anchorage, Alaska. So yeah. their numbers are going to be different. Exactly. But the, the, the basic difference is um, pimping is when you're selling someone for sex. And we we have a pretty good idea of um, of what that looks like. We've got all kinds of Hollywood pictures of, of who the pimp is. The reality is that pimps aren't always those high profile in fancy clothes and all of that sort of thing. They can be um, women as well as men and they can look like your neighbor. And so um, the bottom line is they sell somebody for sex. They're making a profit. And pandering is part of their business model, finding customers. So um, when you are trying to um, sell someone, you've got to have someone to sell to. Got it. So the pimping piece is the, the, um, the, the, the sales, the sale part itself, the pandering mm-hmm. is the the finding, going out and finding, finding the, the customer. Customers. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And and we see that a lot of the um, the the a lot of this has moved online. So on the internet, there are websites that um, the pimp will put pictures up of of the price, and they've got all kinds of codes and all this sort of stuff, and um, we won't go into that right now, but perhaps we will do another episode and just talk about that. And yeah, that'd be interesting. That I be wasn't aware pandering. of that. So, yeah, okay. trying to find customers. I, I know there are a lot of uh, I've, I've seen articles of the websites and things like that that are out there. So, yeah, that's something we should definitely delve into to learn more about how that works. Um, okay, so interesting. So, and and the the legal term. Is that not separable? Is it is it one charge if someone gets? I mean, neither of us are I, lawyers, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, I probably couldn't couldn't answer that. I yeah. just know that um, in the California Penal Code, they're together. Interesting. Okay. All right. Good. So, um, but we, we'll have an we'll have an attorney come um, and answer that. That that would be a really good idea. So someone emailed us, and in fact, we get this question often, Sandy, at the center, which is, how do I volunteer for the Global Center for Women and Justice? And I don't think we've actually said the full name of the center yet today, so that's oh, a good thing for good us idea. to mention. Yeah. Um, the, the show is produced by and sponsored by the Global Center for Women and Justice here at Vanguard University, and Sandy is the director of the center and, um, and has been heavily involved with the center 
since its inception. So I came, it started in 2003 and I was there in 2006. So pr- not quite at the oh, beginning. Oh, there was a couple of years there. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, in my mind, yeah, <laughs> you were from your much, beginning, from my beginning, from your yes. beginning. And it's all about me. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that the, we, we've as a center, do a lot um, in addition to the obviously the podcast um, academically and also in the community and around the world and Sandy's travels take her lots of different places and so we do get this question often of you know how can I volunteer how can I help Sandy how do you answer that when people ask it and specifically for our podcast audience how is you know how can people get involved well I I usually direct people here locally to our Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force where they can become a volunteer uh, we've created the opportunity for people to volunteer to serve at Ensure Justice every year, our conference and other events. So from time to time, there are some um, sporadic opportunities to volunteer. But for the most part, um, I'm not doing things like the podcast all the time. I'm in a classroom and I'm uh, working on, on directing the Global Center and the Women's Studies minor at Vanguard. But um, I think that there are other ways for people to volunteer by finding out what is happening in their own community. And what I really want to encourage people is don't go start something until you find out what's going on within a 10-mile radius of yourself. Mm. Um, And one of the ways that you can find out what's going on is to call the 888-3737-888 number. That's not just a hotline. It's the National Human Trafficking Resource Center. And they have lists of who's doing what in what community. Another resource is to sign on to rescueandrestore.org. And they also keep track of coalitions. We're getting better at being able to identify all of those um, different groups. But there, I found out recently that there is a new Churches Against Trafficking group um, locally, and I wanted to invite them to um, some of the uh, church group, faith-based groups that have been doing things um, here before. So it's how do you begin to coordinate all those different organizations? And they do need volunteers. Salvation Army has human trafficking responses across the country and in some foreign countries. They're a great place to volunteer. If you have the um, the capacity to volunteer to serve uh, survivors, they're great and they train you. So that's one. The other question that we get often is, are there transcripts of the episodes? And so I was kind of toying with the idea as as I saw these questions on the list, I thought, oh, I can rearrange them. And then, yes, we could have volunteers that might want to um, do transcriptions of the episodes if that is really something that people want. But I I know one of the things that we've started doing is more comprehensive show notes. We have, and uh, this it's interesting because I've there's been an interesting trend in podcasting of people not doing transcriptions at the beginning, and then there was this huge push to do transcriptions of shows, and now we're not seeing that quite as much. If you just look at other mainstream podcasts that are out there, um, the the kind of the prevailing trend is to have pretty detailed notes and bullets and links where you, people can go to because it is also difficult sometimes to navigate through a full transcript. It's also expensive. Um, yeah. So to it, it is easily 
uh, 50 or $60 per episode and up, uh, which if you're well-funded is is an easy decision, I suppose, but we're a nonprofit. And so we really do think very strategically and carefully about how we're investing the resources of the university and of the people who have been so gracious as donors to the center. And so mm-hmm. um, we've decided for now that that's not, that's not the best use of our resources. But if we hear from a lot of people that that'd be helpful, we'll certainly consider it. And like Sandy said, if there's someone out there who would like to um, volunteer or knows of a resource that would, that would provide that, we're certainly happy to look into that. Um, but what we will do is continue to, and we have done on the last, Alexis was hugely helpful for this, and Sandy, of the last year or two of really provide detailed show notes yeah. for all the episodes. And so um, hopefully that'll be really helpful for people. And if you haven't done that already, go on the website, gcwj.vanguard.edu, and you'll see the link to the podcast up there and um, and resources for that. And and Sandy, I'm going to throw in two other resources for people as far as volunteering, especially if you wanted to get connected to the podcast specifically. Um, two things that you can always do that would help. Uh, oh, actually three. Uh, three of them would be to uh, the first one is let someone else know about the show. I mean, that's a huge mm, help. And that right. seems like a little thing. But if you're passionate about ending this issue as we are, and um, chances are you know someone else who also is passionate about it, mentioning the show to them and uh, suggesting that they listen is or use, utilizing the show as a resource with a with a client or in a classroom. Um, that's that's huge. That helps get more of the message out there. And then the second thing that I'd mention is um, leaving a review on iTunes is mm. huge because yeah. when people are searching for iTunes, the, the more reviews there are for the show when they search for human trafficking, which people do. iTunes is a huge search engine for audio. It is still the biggest in here in 2015. There has not been a, a bigger or better system for podcasting as popular as podcasts have become. And so that's huge uh, for uh, that's a huge help. And thank you to people who have left reviews. We really appreciate that. And then the final thing I'll say, Sandy, um, you know, this has this podcast has never been a fundraising effort uh, for the center. It is an education effort. It is to get our message out there. But if you feel called and led to um, support the show financially or to support the center, we certainly are, you know, f- very happy to talk with you about options for that. And the best way to do that is probably to reach out to you, Sandy, or to reach exactly. out to the on the website gcwj.vanguard.edu, and you can see links for that as well. So exactly. Yeah. So those are three ways. If you really want to help in the podcast in a specific way, those are great ways to do that. We um we got a new tweet yesterday. I was all excited. Beautiful Dream tweeted, highly recommends the Ending Human Trafficking podcast to build your knowledge. And the fun thing is then they tweeted between themselves and I thanked them. And um, then the next thing they said is that they use the podcast and uh, their group meets and discusses it. So everybody listens to it and then they meet and discuss it. And we've had that idea thrown out a few times. So um, one of the things we did this last year is we put together two tool tool toolkits. And I think we're... um, if you tell us what kind of a toolkit you'd like, we can probably put one together for you. So for instance, toolkit number one is Human Trafficking 101. And you get a small group together for three weeks during National Human Trafficking Prevention Month or any time. And listen to one podcast a week, meet during lunch or after work to discuss it. And then there are um, what is human trafficking, the fourth P in the trafficking in persons report, partnership, law enforcement, and church leaders, and 
What Can You Do to Stop Human Trafficking Handout? So you've got three podcasts to listen to and one handout. Cool. The um, And that's online at the website, That's right? on our website. Okay, great. The second toolkit, especially in um, consideration of last um, podcast on pornography, Internet Safety. And the podcasts um, included in that set of three, Ernie Allen, International Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Cyber Exploitation Prevention, Cyber Crimes, and Brittany's Story, along with um, a tip sheet. So, and uh, NetSmart's is and Net Smart there shows too. Up comes again. up again. That's good. right. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Well, that's great. And uh, I think we'll probably we'll have more and more toolkits as time goes on. If we as exactly. we start to put together more and more of the resources around the show with a hundred podcasts, we could mix and match a lot. We could. We could. And uh, and and if you see a toolkit that we should have up there please make the suggestion. And if you have suggestions for shows that should be in there, that would be something that we'd really value uh, hearing from you and getting that feedback. And speaking of past episodes, Sandy, I know someone asked us um, uh, what, and I I, uh, I, did, I didn't see the message, but I know you read it. Um, what are some of our favorite shows that yeah. we've had over the last hundred episodes? So um, I've, I've got a couple and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you go first though. Well, it was really fun this week because podcast number 10 is about a small business in Honduras called Tegu. And it's you have to go back and listen to it. But Cindy Haugley, um called. She's in Honduras, but she was just thinking and gave me a call. And I found out that what was um, just back in... Uh, podcast 10 about how they started this business in order to create opportunity for young people in that region where so many were victims. And actually, you have to listen to this podcast if you haven't already, because the story is tragic, but motivating. And I was excited when she called to tell me they have 150 employees now. Wow. Triple, awesome. more than triple what they had when we did that interview. And 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 they have a cool, cool product too. Oh, yeah. And it's called Tegu. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that That's right. That's right. T-E-G-U. Mm-hmm. Is it tegu.com? Tegu.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll check that just to make sure that's it. Um, so it's it. they are wooden blocks, but they have magnets embedded inside the wooden block and they're wonderful toys for kids and they come in beautiful colors and we have a couple of sets sandy we bought for our kids and our son luke loves tegu and he even uses the word (laughs) you know he loves he knows what a tegu is and he has so much fun playing with those i think of all the hours that he's messed around with those and the magnets and building things and we've we've both had so much fun building little towers and uh, I love, I love that product. So it's a, it's a cool product and it's a great company and a great group of people behind it that are doing mm-hmm. wonderful things in the world economically to end human trafficking. And so it's really just, it's so neat to um, it's so neat to see all of those things come together. And it's, it's part of what we talk about in the show is it's not just one thing. It's all of those things working together and what a great example uh, of that they are. So go out and buy some Tegu for, for right. a friend or family member. Uh, that That's just wonderful, a wonderful way to support, to support them uh, and to support what they're doing. That's right. Okay. It's your turn. Well, my turn is I'm going to select episode number 26, 
Lessons from the Prosecutor's Desk, and we interviewed Tamara Ross, who's a prosecutor in San Bernardino County here in California uh, in the district attorney's office. And Sandy, I just remember when we had that interview of we, we, we stopped the show, we stopped recording and just thinking like, wow, like that was just such a powerful perspective from thinking about things from how a prosecutor's office office handles this, how they've shifted their thinking, how much she has worked personally to change the culture of the law enforcement community there um, in that jurisdiction. And I just really, I just really came away from that episode thinking like, wow, the power of one person to really take, take what they've done and the education they've had and to really do some amazing work in the world for people and to handle a very complex situation. And I believe that they also have then, they took that episode and they use it as part of their yeah, training. They now, did. Don't they? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Um, so that, that for me, I mean, for so many reasons, not any one particular reason, but all of those reasons, I just really found that that was a powerful episode. And I really, um, and, and she's just so well-spoken and so confident and so well-educated. I just really just loved listening to her talk about what she's done. Um, we need to invite her back to ensure justice next year. Let's do it. Okay. I got to tell you one more. I get one more. Okay. Go for it. I love Podcast 73 and interview a conversation with Shima Hall. And what I love about this is this is an interview that you can sit down with your 11, 12, 13 year old and let them listen to this story. It's child slavery in America. Um, and it's, uh, she wrote her book, a hidden girl, the true story of a modern day child slave. And it's, it's listed in the scholastic book list. So it's approved for your middle schooler to read. And I think it's important for our kids to begin to understand what slavery is and how a child feels as a slave. And Shima communicates that. Fabulous. Yeah, that was, that was a really powerful powerful conversation as well. And speaking of powerful conversations, my last one is I'll do podcast. There's so many saying I have a hard time thinking, but I'll, I'll do podcast number 45, War, Conflict, and Human Trafficking. And that featured Esther and Camille and Toto. Just, I mean, they were here in studio. They live in, oh, in yeah. the Congo, um, but they were here visiting the States. And so we schedules aligned. We all got together in the studio here. And it was just so, I'd heard their names many times over the years um, in the Vanguard community. It was really neat to meet them in person and just to talk through the realities that they're facing every day Mm. around human trafficking and so many other issues in in their part of the world. And just the the faithful work that they're doing to um, better people's lives and, um, and, and through broadcasting and, I mean, just really meeting that community where they are and to do some amazing things. I I really found that that show so compelling and just I just I just wanted to get out of the way and just listen to them talk for Oh my you goodness. Know, and you know when you're talking about it's a great way to wrap up today. When you're talking about teaspoon and faucet, they have um, a couple dozen teaspoons. They they work in the in the clinic and and they do um, work with children who don't have education, but they have their hand on the faucet. They're educating children who wouldn't have access to education. Um, and Camille is leading Sons Against Congo to change the way men think about violence against women. 
And so what a great, what a great example of the combined necessity for teaspoons and faucet strategies. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sandy, it has been real, uh, really a pleasure and an honor oh, to spend the last hundred episodes with you. So we have what, 50 hours of, of, wow. of time together now. So yeah. um, it's it's been so much fun. I'm so grateful that you uh, invited me to be a part of the board and to be involved in this effort. And I'm uh, excited to see what we do with the next 100 shows and and the new friends that we'll make uh, through these efforts. And, and, and more importantly, the difference that the people who listen to the show will go out in the world and do based upon what the conversation we've had and the guests who come in and the research you do and the work around the center that's been so impactful in so many people's lives. I'm just uh, I'm so grateful to be a small part of it. So thank you for allowing me that opportunity to uh, to be a part of it. And I can't wait to, for the next 100. All right. I'll be back for 101. Will oh. you? Oh, I'll be here. I'll be here. The question Thanks. is, will you? Will you, our listener, thank you for your support. We're just so thrilled that you took time to consider us a part of your your education and development around this this issue and as we always stay say study the issues be a voice and make a difference so we hope you'll reach out to us with questions gcwj at vanguard.edu or you can reach us by phone and that's 714-966-6360 if you're sending that email tell us what your favorite episode was ah that'd be great we'd love to hear that and uh sandy i'll see you in two weeks for right the start of our next hundred episodes all right thanks everybody take care